Hey, what's up? Welcome to The Brotherly Gist, an Afrocentric podcast where we will dive into a broad range of topics, including relationships, sexuality, careers, and parenthood. Without any further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to The Brotherly Gist. Yes, I know we've been away for a week, and I know that you guys have missed us, but we are back for another exciting episode. And I'm not alone today. I've got two of my boys with me, and we're going to chop things up, and we're going to have a discussion about something that I think is quite interesting. So joining me today, I've got TJ and I've got Andrew. Guys, what's up? How's it going? Good man, Tyre. Thanks for having me. How are you doing, TJ? First time here, man. Yeah, finally. Hey, I was uh, <laughs> starting to think you didn't want me on your show. Never uh, that, bro. Never <laughs> that. <laughs> I was getting formal listening to the other guys, so it's great. It's great to finally nah, be on. You are always gonna be here, man. You're always gonna be here, Andrew. What's good, man? <laughs> I'm easy, man. Thanks for bringing me back uh looks like it's gonna be an interesting one again yeah definitely gonna be definitely gonna be so guys how how long have we been married now i think about like one year we've we've all we all got married when in 2018 i think it was yeah Yeah, 2018 december yeah yeah two years man so I think we're officially at the stage where we can actually give marital advice. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. We've all actually crossed that that first year mark. We're actually yeah. well into well. Andrew's reached second year. Uh, we're about to reach the second year, TJ. You and I. So, yeah, we're about to. Yeah, we're doing we're doing well, man. So if you guys had to summarize marriage in one word what would you or married life in one word what would you describe it as being um okay i'll go first um married life is amazing um honestly i wish i did it earlier (laughs) (laughs) hey man that's a lot coming from that guy (laughs) tj the man said one word (laughs) <laughs> ah, you know me hey i'm Nigerian. i don't i don't do one word answers yeah um, he's just pulled his boy <laughs> no amazing. go for it amazing, go for it. amazing. That's, that's that's your one word that's a and tough one man. um one word man uh yeah man uh, i'm with tj here i think it's, it's beautiful <laughs> Guys, you won't get in trouble if you if you if you, if you say something wrong. <laughs> I think I need to shift locations because I've got my wife, my wife staring at me. Here, so I, have to say, <laughs> I have to say the right thing. She's like, I dare you, I dare you to say something else. <laughs> now, nah, for me, I, I'd I'd call it, um, I'd describe it as being quite adventurous, man. Yeah, I think that's the. That's okay. the best word, adventurous. It's it's been quite a roller coaster, um, a lot of soft discovery, um, but there's a lot of things I've also discovered on the go, um, that I didn't think, you know, actually existed in marriage. Which kind of like brings me to a, a question I want to ask you guys: What do you think the biggest misconception about marriage is? 
you know, by single people, at least by people who haven't been married. Hmm. Teacher, you're going to go first? Uh, go for it, Andrew. I feel, I feel like there's the uh, biggest misconception in marriage is that once you get married, you're locked down. So basically your life is over and that's it. You know, you just live for, for marriage. Um, I, I don't think that's true, man. I, I'm, at least with me, uh, obviously we're talking on uh, personal experience here. And uh, just ex- looking at, you know, all you guys, it, it's almost entered a new plane of existence, which is yeah. more fulfilling, right? For me, at least. Uh, it's just more fulfilling. There's nothing about being locked down. And that's actually a good one, man. I mean, like, I think for most guys, we often feel as soon as uh, we get married, that's it. It's a it's a wrap. You know, yep. we've got cuffs. We've got cuffs on our hands. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> We're not allowed to go out. We're not allowed to be ourselves. <laughs> and it's actually the furthest thing from the truth, man. Uh, yep. TJ, what would you say in your opinion has been like the biggest misconception? Dude, I should have gone first because Andrew stole my stole my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but absolutely, absolutely spot on. Um, especially from, from the perspective of guys. Yeah. You know, you dread this theme called marriage, especially the older you get. You, you dread this theme called marriage because you think, damn, my life is about to change. You know, I'll be locked down. You know, kind of <laughs> things that I used to. And in part, yeah. it's true. You know, in part, it's true, um, but it's really just the maturity. And uh, if you're mature enough to make the decision to get married, it, you were never expecting, or this is my expectations for guys who want to get married, you expect that things will, certain things will not remain the same. So that means your shenanigans and all your proclivities that you had as a single guy naturally and obviously should not remain the same. Right, um, and I think that that's what we dread the most. But I think that once you make that decision to get married, you also have to get that mind shift that you know those things will change, and if sure. everything else, well, naturally, will stay the same. So, yeah, the biggest misconception is that you know it's not a prison sentence. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's really really something beautiful if yeah. you marry the right person. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think we need to add, add that caveat that's a big if <laughs> a very big, big one if. man no, you're right man because I mean you might get married to the wrong person and then you walk into that house and she switches up on you bro like... exactly. and then, yeah. then it's a prison sentence <laughs> yeah no definitely or you switch like... up because exactly. you went to marriage for the wrong reasons you know it's, it's, it's crazy yeah, no. And that's actually a good point. It's almost like, you know, we think that the the problem often lies with the woman, but we don't realize that even we as guys, we tend to we tend to change when we actually get into you know the marriage game as well, which is uh which is quite weird. But to add on to what you guys are saying, I think for me, I would say um you know, the biggest misconception is that it's not fun. You know, I remember I was like chatting to TJ some time back, you know, and I was actually quite surprised at how he described marriage to be like this fun thing, you know, and I was like, you know, what? I'm actually enjoying it myself as well. You know, like I never thought for 
one second, you know, it would be as fun as it is, you know, because I don't know, it's like we've got this expectation before we get into it that it will be like a bit boring and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's actually been quite fun. So, how do you, so you guys feel like you're in it for the long run? You feel like, you know, this is going to happen for years and years to come. No, 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 no quitting, no, no jumping ship. For sure, man. For sure. <laughs> It's done. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 till death, do you guys? That's it. Absolutely. That's a, absolutely. Let me, let me let me let me actually paint a picture here and give you some context. You know, since the lockdown, yeah. you know, we've we've seen reports from globally, not even just South Africa, about divorce rates, you know, skyrocketing because you know people have had to spend more time than usual, like they will usually do with their partners and um, you know now they, they're not sure anymore. Um but yeah. since the lockdown honestly it is it has brought Cookets and I even closer. You know, um oh. we can't we can't even imagine it's just it's just been so blissful. I can't imagine spending my life without without Kuketo. it's it's really no it sounds Aww. very <laughs> get out get out of here so, it sounds very it sounds very cliche but it's really it's really that um no, I get you, yeah it's, it's 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 really beautiful um and then the fact that i'm nigerian as well my parents are not going to go through the whole effort of another wedding it's like you chose you chose no one's, no one's gonna time. go through all that effort again <laughs> yeah i mean you know i don't know if that's it's the same way in malawi andrew but a nigerian parent you want us to go pay lobole again and do what again oh, wow, sure. <laughs> not married, married, not so. <laughs> so you know you know what tj it's actually funny that you that you talk about lobola because that actually brings me to the crux of you know the conversation i wanted to have with you guys today you know so the both of you guys are i'll call you guys like financial gurus to some extent i know i know tj is you know financial wizard yeah in 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 that sense you know and andrew doesn't play with his (laughs) money man you know he might have he might have not studied finance but the guy is a hustler of notes and he doesn't play with his cash (laughs) he doesn't play with his money at all you know but you know directly linked to the point of uh, divorce rates being on the increase you know we're finding more and more that you know finances seem to be the main reason why people are getting divorced or why people are breaking up and it's actually weird because you know it's like when we get married you know we're committing to sharing our lives together you know and all of this other stuff and but what i've observed is that you know, couples struggle to be very like open and transparent, right? Like money can be a blessing and it's supposed to provide a basis for intimacy and marriage. You know, I just recently found out there's there's something called um financial intimacy, you know, something that I wasn't yeah. aware of before. You know, but you know, in order for that to happen, like a couple must work together and make financial decisions together. But like we're saying, I mean like if statistics are anything to go by, you know, money and finances is the number one reason why people are getting divorced. In your guys' opinion, you know, and I don't know who wants to go first, but why do you guys think money is such a deal-breaker in relationships? TJ, I think um, that's 
definitely around your corner. <laughs> in my avenue. Um, I mean, I'm going to give a logical response here. You know. Yeah. I mean, to all the people who think that it's shocking, it's like, but how? Would you work for free? You know, would you, if, if you went into a job where you're underpaid, would you not fight for equality? Would you not fight for fair pay, fair wages? So if you think that the effort that you put in to a job requires you to be remunerated accordingly, why would you think that marriage, which is basically your life, should be any different? Of course it, it wouldn't. Um, so, yeah. yeah, love doesn't pay the bills. You know, it's an age-old tale we've been saying. You know, it has to, it has to, it has to be important, and it is important. And so much so, actually, I will take it to a different angle that it is. It it's both parties' responsibility to make sure that this is important. I know that, um, you know, most women, or you know, I don't want to speak for women, but just in my life, practically, a lot of women see men as you know the breadwinners, as and rightly so. So a man must provide yeah. and a man must bring in the bacon. But in the day and age where we live in, um, we the woman also contributes to the household. You know, we have a lot of um, dual income households. So it has made money even more important uh, to a marriage. Um, and, and so it's important that the man and the wife must, you know, the, the husband and the wife, the man and the woman must come together in unison to run the household and in terms of who best to manage the finances it's not a man or woman thing it's about who is best positioned to run the household and i'll use mine as an example you you've alluded to the fact that you know you have got a financial background um, which is true uh, but my wife is a chartered accountant she's a ca so when it comes to money and budgeting She's, I would say, better at it than me. Um, yeah. But then also, I'm a bit more, what's the right word, more frugal than her. You know, I am the mm. I count my pennies type. Coqueto um, is the, you know, let's not think about the cost of it as long as it's a great experience, we will do it. So that oh. means that we have to have a... Oh, yeah, that's actually quite right. <laughs> um, so we have to have a meeting of the minds around, um, you know, how to run the finances. Just for my example, this is not even the case of, um, you know, one is bad or one is good or one is better. It's just a case of we're two different people and we see lives differently. So oh. just from a financial yeah. perspective, you have to come together and marry the two ideas or the two ways or, you know, the multiple ways of, of viewpoints of handling finances. Um, so th that makes it important because imagine that you are with someone who is a spender and who doesn't budget. You yeah. are a spender yeah. and you budget. Already there's a clash, right? Then there's also the, compli you know, the complication of one person, you know, ends more than one and by a stretch, you know, and I'm, you know, speaking hypothetically, but which is the fact for a lot of couples, you know, you have one doing really well and one doing, you know, okay, you know, oh. in, in, in some cases, you also then have to marry the two to, to say, you know, what is the way forward? So, yeah, um, let me just, let me give, you know, in summary, um, 
you know, before I, re- you know, introduce Andrew back in, there has to be a, there has to be common ground. You know, you, there has to be common ground. It's as simple as, and it's as simple as, and fundamental as marrying someone without knowing whether or not they want to have children. If you if yeah. you if you don't know, then what are you? You can't say you're in a marriage. The same way you can't be with someone where you don't know what their ideals or their viewpoints about money and finances is. That's that's how I see it. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Andrew. Yeah, man. Um, so I think to the first point uh, about money being the cause of divorce, right? I think it's kind of like a two pronged. Um, response, at least uh, for me, in that, um, I mean, money is important, right? But uh, it's only part of marriage. Um, It goes back to my earlier point of saying um, you should always get into marriage with the right reasons in mind, right? If you're getting there as a source of, you know, kind of financial freedom, obviously, then for you, money is a very important thing. Right, but if you're getting into marriage for the right reasons, for you know a holistic thing, are there people that actually get into it for financial yeah, man. freedom? Yeah, uh, a whole lot. I I, <laughs> I think it's a thing, man. Uh, I mean, it might it might not just be the only thing, but financial freedom yeah, it can yeah. be a um, a pretty big component of that, right? And that's when you you see yourself focusing on money instead of the experience, you know, or marriage in its holistic sense. Um, And then the second part is that I agree with TJ, right? Whether you're married, single, you know, relationship, you you can't take money out of the equation, right? Um, It's not like saying money is a source of all happiness, but man, we we live in a in a material world, right? Where you need money to live, in essence, right? So so what do we say to people? Sorry, Andrew. What do we say to people? that's then say you know like money is not everything and you know look at barack obama and michelle obama when they started out you know they didn't have anything they were like broke but you know they still managed to ride the tide you know what do we say to people that are of that mindset you know that you know finances yes are important but they're not a big deal the way you know society is kind of making it out i think you know those those kind of answers, right? I mean, again, my opinion, but it's like people who say money doesn't uh, bring you happiness, right? You should always think of <laughs> who's saying that, right? Yeah. <laughs> the broke <laughs> on the there's, there's no ways a broke guy on the corner is going to say money doesn't bring you happiness. Yeah. It's always going to be the person who's yeah. lived through it and has the money at that point that tells you this. Right. I mean, we can give an example of Barack and and Michelle. Uh, I mean, Michelle ended up making a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. the money and Barack was... became president. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's not like they continued being broke. Right. So I mean, there are certain situations <laughs> where um, I mean, I wouldn't. I, I agree, money is not everything, but I still uh, kind of maintain what TJ said in that um, money should be a factor in in your life, and you should be united in terms of uh, finances, right? I mean, no one wants to be, uh, no one chooses to be poor, right? And, um, you know, everyone is always working to kind of develop themselves. It doesn't mean that you're putting money ahead of everything else, right? Um, But, I mean, I I know a lot of elders who actually told me, um, just as as a piece of advice, 
to say, you know, you should always make sure that, you know, you kind of take care of your household, right? Whether it's you yourself yeah. or you and your wife, but you, you shouldn't get to a point where um, you cannot take care of this stuff because that kind of opens up room for other um, issues, right? Um, you, you end up yeah. fo- not focusing on marriage, but focusing on money. Yep. Meaning that there should be a, a balance. Yeah. And I found that that happens when there is no yeah. money. You know, like when when there is no money, that's when the focus tends to be a lot on yeah. money, you know, as opposed to, let's say you guys are, are relatively doing okay. You know, maybe you don't have it yeah. all, but, you know, maybe then you get to kind of like focus on other things. Um, but are we now saying that people are getting divorced primarily because maybe, you know, the individuals in the marriage aren't necessarily working towards money goals? Are we saying almost like to TJ's point that maybe it could arise because there's a conflict of of interest with regards to, you know, who controls the money and stuff like that? Because something that I also um, recently read about is the fact that, you know, there's a lot of financial infidelity being um, committed in relationships yeah. you know and again that term was something that was new to me because when i thought about like financial infidelity is that actually oh. a thing yeah. you know and i and i dug into it a bit deeper and i found that what it actually meant is that you know you get well it, it's very common you know and again i'm not being you know um misogynist by saying this or you know i'm i'm not i'm not you know meaning to offend our our, our lady listeners but you find that a lot of women are actually keeping things like secret accounts, mm. you know, um, they, they're keeping, yeah, they're keeping money aside. They're not necessarily being open about what they're earning or, um, you know, whether they got a bonus, you know, things like that. Or, you know, they're secretly just keeping stash away because they're afraid of, you know, being left out in the cold one day or in the event that things don't work, you know, at least they've got um, a backup. Um, I don't know. What do you guys feel about it? Like, do you, do you think that it's a control issue? That's why we're seeing the rise in, you know, divorces, or do you think it's just a case of two people not knowing how to, you know, deal with money? Um, Yeah. (laughs) um all right let me let me see if i can go first with that one right um so so the way i see it the way i see it right is that um it takes two to tango so you're a team right but as a team the same as uh, how it goes in a company or an organization there always has to be that vision that you go for right you always have to be aligned in terms of your you know your development goals your uh, i don't know your future right and the reasons behind why you're doing what you're doing right and i feel like um in today's world there's just so much pressure right to do certain things and the like i said before that the the reason of your existence changes right Uh, you start focusing on on Mm -hmm. money and i mean marriage kind of gets um diluted a bit right the reason why you in you're in that marriage and i feel like you you, you stop focusing on just being together cuz you know there's always a half uh, glass half empty glass half full 
right? I mean, why do you find certain people in marriages that are actually not making as much as they should be? Or, you know, maybe they're not even making a, a lot at all, right? But they're happy. They wake up every day and they're hustling towards that kind of better life mm. and they work towards it together. But then you find yeah. people who are not even in the same situation, uh, maybe middle class, um, mm. and don't have, you know, they, they're still pushing for this, for, you know, for, for development, but money is such a big deal, mm. right? It's, all, it's always about where your head is at. And uh, to your example of saying um, some, you know, some women end up keeping accounts, you know, I've heard of that. And personally, I feel like, again, the reasons of why you're in a marriage and how you guys work together. I mean, TJ said, you know, there always has to be a balance between whether it doesn't matter who, whether it's a wife or the husband who's better at, the, at, at budgeting or who's better at whatever. You know, you just, it's not about you guys, it's about the marriage. So whoever does it better uh, goes ahead and leads that. What happens now is that yeah. money is used almost as a, a sense of control. Right, and you find some people having no choice but to kind of keep funds to the side for a rainy on side for a rainy day, right? Mm-hmm. Which means <laughs> the 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 reasons you're in that marriage are wrong, right? I mean, money should not be used as a weapon or as a tool, and that's what we find ourselves, right. you know, find the situation we, we kind of find ourselves in. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Sure, yeah. TJ. Ty, it's a it's a very loaded question, hey. Uh, you know, I almost find myself tempted to, you know, make notes here. You know, almost just to script my answers down because there's so many points that I want to touch on. Um, we might not have mm. the time to do it, but I think it's a fundamental issue. You know, when when Andrew was speaking. I wanted to, you know, almost butt in and say, but of course, why would those women, uh, or, and not only women, men do it as well? Why would, but yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know, to keep it, you know, generic to say, why would that partner not do that? Why would they not put a secret account? I think that, and when I say it's fundamental, it, you know, it has to, a conversation needs to be had and an understanding of, what is your viewpoint on money and how do you see money? Because if you don't do that, then things like this come in where one partner is keeping a secret account. And mostly if I had to dissect the situation, I would say it's a lack of trust issue. Not even so yeah, much of control. Yeah. It's, it's a lack of trust. I don't trust my partner to manage this money well. Because if you, if you trusted your partner, you would want to share in that. You know... That you're just a greedy person, then well, then <laughs> that's a bigger issue, you know. But you know, yeah. let's, let's bring it back to the control and you know the the locus of control. I don't trust, you know. I've earned an income, be it a bonus or dividends or interest or whatever the case is, but I don't feel secure enough to bring it into this community. And if you delve deeper, you find that because the one partner doesn't think that the other partner uses money well, you know, so financial impropriety. Um, yeah. And and that's a big issue. When, before you get into marriage, you know, and I'll use a practical example, seeing as we're speaking about our experience. We went through a marital course where you, literally finances was one of the conversations. How do you see money, Koketsu? How do you see money, TJ? Let's even establish a base of what is what is living well 
for both of us because you have yeah. a couple that yeah. live in what does, what does it, it mean? mean you know you have a couple you have yeah. a couple living in a flat a married couple living in a two bedroom flat and the wife and thinks that you know you know this is everything you know whereas the husband yeah. thinks no we must stretch the bank and break the bank to live in a four bedroom house already that introduces mm. some kind of you know imbalance in the relationship because you find that one person is misusing money or you find that you know this one they live in a two bedroom house and the wife thinks a car is the you know bigger car a range rover is the one you know and but the man thinks well we can live with a volvo or a a small picanto you know as long as it takes us from point a to point b so already you have to establish a base of what does living well mean so that the one person doesn't mm. feel like oh, you know we are misusing money or or not i think that once you also establish that base you know of what what schools should the children go to um what kind of lifestyle are we living are we helping family or not you know what is the role of extended family because you find men want to you know black tax is real and one person wants to take care yeah. of their struggling part of the family and it's introducing um, issues in the family where the wife is like well i'm not going to bring in this bonus because we're just going to go build that uncle in atridgeville a house you know uh-huh. and you see you, can you <laughs> yeah. see where a miscommunication comes in so my personal belief is that people just you know they don't just want to hoard money for the sake of of hoarding money there is a there's there's structural issues in the marriage that lead that drive certain behavior um in the marriage yeah. and one, unless those issues are sorted out through conversation through understanding then you there will always be that fight for money you know one person is 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 frugal one person is ostentatious just buys whatever they want uh one person yeah. wants to overspend because i think my children should go to public school but no you know we need to take them to um what's the most expensive school um here at college, college. <laughs> you know while the one person yeah. thinks well that's a waste of money the one per- you know one person thinks a picanto is fine the other person thinks but we can do with a mech even if we have to stretch ourselves the- these are fundamental yeah. issues and without a without understanding you will continue to be those issues that's that's my sense yo you guys raised some sweet points man and I, especially that last point that was raised by tj you know andrew spoke about something that i also think is a big problem which is the control aspect right yeah. is that often you find that in the case of you know financial infidelity it's because one partner is feeling financially suppressed right because the other partner feels like you know no they control the finances or yeah maybe you know they're the cfo of the house they studied the finance degree so you know they make all the decisions um you know you'll find that they purchase something into the house without even you know talking to their partner mm-hmm. about it you know and the other f- partner starts to feel financially suppressed so they end up doing things like you know opening up secret accounts yeah. or you know stashing money right. away but you know another very good point that TJ made that I actually didn't think of but it's funny because we actually have done it in our own personal capacity as a married couple is that, you know, that, that thing of discussing what 
living well means oh. to you. Because I've realized that with money, it's relative, yeah. right? You know, like yeah, we're absolutely. all very different. Like, you know, for some people, like TJ alluded to, driving a picanto is completely fine. But for other people, it's oh. not. And it's so important that you guys are aligned in terms of your vision as a couple, your goals, what living well means to the both of you, and just where you see yourselves going. Because if you're not having those regular conversations, if you're not um, on the same page, um, then you're bound to have problems, right? You're bound to disagree and you're bound to commit like financial infidelity yeah. and that's just a recipe for disaster yeah, yeah. so yo, no man you guys raised some good points but w- with that said you know do you guys actually feel that there's a right or wrong approach to dealing with finances like in a relationship or in a marriage okay so or do you think it depends entirely on like the cup well go for it yeah. i don't all right. Um, is there a right or wrong approach? I don't. I want to say yes and no. Obviously, you know, uh, you know, this might this might not sit well with with certain listeners. But I mean, I'm here because you know it's my opinion, you know, um, and my experience. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. there has to be a value system, and my value system is the Bible. It's God. It's God's yeah. word. And so that will always drive, and my wife has the same beliefs. And so based on that, that's the foundation that drives how we view money, you know. And when I speak about that value system, I even talk about things fundamental like tithing. You know, should I give 10% of my income? To a lot of couples, that will sound crazy. It's like, bro, we've got debt, you know, to oh, our yeah. ears. Why would you want to give 10%? Yeah, we're you know, geared. We're heavily <laughs> geared here. And we're basically, you know, over leverage. Now you want to take money and give it to a pastor that drives a Lamborghini. <laughs> but, you know, obviously, if you come into our household, you will never hear a conversation like that because Koketsu and I's value system comes from the Bible and God. You know, it's a biblical right. value right. system. So... Um, that that just explains that part but there's no there's so when i so that yes for me there's a right way which is the biblical way um but let's take it secular um if we go to the secular war then there's no then i'll say no there's no right or wrong way it really depends on you know you and your partner and that's that's the conversation that that needs to be to be had you know if you want to live on debt if you want to use debt because debt is cheaper and you can pay rather invest that money the money that you earn well to some people that sounds stupid it goes against the philosophy of never use debt but there are people who are living on their Mm. overdraft to invest their salaries and they've got income so you know who says that's the stupid way it's not to me sounds like a smart use of money you know but so there's no right or wrong way. I really feel like the understanding between you and your wife is more important than anything else. Because at the end of the day, whether shit hits the fan or things are beautiful, it really, it's the two of you coming home to each other. So however you guys decide to use money, it's up to you. Just have an understanding yeah. of what your, how your partner views money, how you view money, 
you know, talk about it, deliberate on it. There's no, I'm the head of the house here, or you could be the head of the house and make stupid bets, you know, and then you put the whole house in, in debt, uh, you know, or in peril. So, uh, financial peril. So, there's no, there's no right and wrong way. That being said, there's time, there's this, you know, this trusted um, methods of handling finances that are uh, age old. They've been tried and they've been tested, you know. So always, always seek out the best advice, you know, get your knowledge base up, you know, and, and try and, you know, almost best practice your, your handling of finances. Um, yeah, but then there's no, there's no, there's no right or wrong way. All right, all right. Andrew, in your opinion? Yeah, no, no, definitely agree with TJ. I mean, to each his own, right? Um, how you do things. Uh, if if that works, that works. You know, always reminds me of uh, when you were kids, and you know, you're kind of being blasted by your parents, and you say, "Yeah, but Ty also did it." Then they'll say, "But is Ty my son?" You know, yeah. type of thing. <laughs> so, uh, but at the end of the day. Yeah, tire ends up passing, I end up passing. You know, we use different methods, but we still got to our goals, right? Mm. Um, I think the same goes for marriage. Um, if it works, uh, then that's great. But at the end of the day, you st- there still needs to be, I mean, we've mentioned it already, that there still needs to be alignment. So in whatever you're doing, no one should feel suppressed. No one should feel like, you know, it's only the one person, only the one person's word that goes, right? If I mean, if yeah. that's the case, then you know, then you then you're good. But uh, to TJ's point, um, you know, everything you do in life, at the center of it is God, right? So um, if you're doing things genuinely and wholeheartedly in marriage, um, then yeah, I don't think there's 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 a right or wrong, you know, as long as long as you have God at the center there and you have you as a unit uh, working together um, in unity, then I think you're good. Yeah, I think I I also agree with you guys, you know, and it's and it's funny because, you know, obviously we're speaking now in a spiritual sense is that, you know, people get married and, you know, they commit everything to God, but they forget to commit their finances, you know, and it's like, okay, God, be be the God of my my marriage, be the God of, you know, my career, be the God of whatever. But it's like, you know, we don't give God authority over um you know, our finances. And I found that, you know, it, I mean, it says it in the Bible as well, right? You, you can't serve um, God yeah. and serve mammon. Yeah, like two masters at the same time, you know, like, so if we're serving God as we rightly should, you know, um, if you're Christian and if you're, you know, someone that believes in, in God, you know, if you're serving God, then, you know, your finances should flow through that value system as well. And if you guys are aligned in that sense, then God is the one actually controlling your finances. And if he's the one controlling your finances, then you guys aren't necessarily worried about, you know, clashing and things like that. But, you know, what I have found is that, you know, even in relationships and marriage, you know, even in Christian relationships and marriage, they always tend to be, you know, that that person that wants to appear as like the dominant figure because maybe i don't know they're the casa in the house or you know they're the ones that did the 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 finance degree or they feel like they have better control of money 
you know, but to that, I kind of agree with what you guys are saying. It's, it's so important that a couple like shares all their financial decisions together. Oh, you know, oh. there should be no dominant figure or individual that makes the financial decisions. And the moment that there is any sort of dominance in the relationship, you know, the satisfaction in that marriage kind of like mm. drops completely, Absolutely. you know, and, you know, what I've picked up is that a lot of people actually don't know when they're being dominated, you know, financially in a relationship, mm. you know, um, but one of the telling signs is that you're being dominated is if there's one person primarily making like all the decisions in the house, um, you know, they're being manipulative or, you know, they're controlling all the finances, then you know that you're in a situation where someone is actually dominating. Um, what would you guys advise people that maybe find themselves in that sort of situation where they feel financially suppressed? You know, um, I know I might be putting you guys on the spot here, but just what would your, what would your advice be to people who feel like you're um, with a partner I'm stuck. This person seems to always want to make all the decisions. You know, I can't even get a word. In. Yeah. Like, what would you guys say? So, so I mean, um, so I definitely agree with you, right? Um, but then there are also those cases where I just give an example, right? So I'm more tech savvy, right? Than yeah. than Tam. Um, so I won't give an, a financial um, um, assist, uh, answer, but let's just say if it's something that has to do with tech, I'm probably going to be the one kind of giving direction in terms of, oh, okay, no, this is actually quite cool, right? But where the significance, significant difference lies is that is in the manner of how we, we make that decision, right? So I can say, okay, cool, this TV actually looks good as an Android TV, does blah, blah, all that stuff. Tam doesn't know any of that, right? But it's... TV, it's TV commun- shows images. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, that's yeah. it. That's for her, that's it, right? But obviously, we're going to communicate. And for me, I mean, we might be a bit wet behind the ears now because we're so new in this. So maybe, I don't know, maybe our our um, kind of answers will change in, in, in years to come. I hope they don't. But for me, the way I see it, communication is key in everything. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether you have a degree or, you know, you, you, you did finance or you did whatever. Every decision that you're going to make, uh, regardless of whether the other person doesn't know if it's an investment decision for example i'll go to tj i'll go to to, to utah ask about hey man this is an investment blah blah all that stuff right um both of us don't know what it is but if i'm going to go back to tam it'll be a it'll be co- effectively communicated right we'll discuss it and uh tam might not know what something is but at the end of the day you kind of uh negotiate or discuss until you kind of reach uh, a level playing playing uh playing field and uh, from there, whether one party is actually uh, not really comfortable with that, then that's it. You know, you kind of agree not to go for it or you kind of talk until you reach that part where all of you agree, right? Where I think um, is uh, the mistake happens is when it's just one person who decides and there's no communication. So for me, I would say communication with everything in, in, in marriage is key. No, I definitely agree with you there, man. Definitely agree with you there. TJ, do you have anything to add on that? Yeah, I think that, uh, again, Andrew stole my script here. Um, but 
um, yeah, I think the first the first thing that I would do is try and eliminate the idea of maliciousness from the from the relationship. And what I mean by that is sometimes people are not doing things intentionally. You know, oh, someone, yeah. you know, you're married to someone and this person makes 70,000 and you think, well, that's that 70,000 is mine to spend. You know, I, I made the money and it's my salary. It's mine, you know, and you're not thinking about it from, it's not even intentional. It's just a case of, I just got paid. This money just landed in my account. I've worked so hard for it. So I'm just going to go buy it. Partner is thinking, what the what the actual flying, you know, oh. <laughs> what the hell did Fish. this guy just do? You know, I have X, Y, and Z, and we have X, Y, and Z. And that time, you know, you're not even thinking about it. You just think, yo, I've always wanted the stuff. Or I just, you know, it's there. So the first thing is to first establish why this behavior is taking place. You know, and that's where Andrew is spot on with the communication. If you don't ask, you will know. You will assume and you will assume you may just end up assuming wrongly. So yeah. just take out that aspect of this is malicious or intentional behavior to suppress me financially. And most times it mm -hmm. feels like that when it's, it's either a, a power relationship where it's the husband versus the wife. Or it's a, this person, one person earns more than the other. So, you know, you think, well, they're spending it. I don't think someone who doesn't make enough money will think, um, you know, the person making, sorry, the person making enough money will think I'm being financially suppressed. It's usually yeah. the, the person who is not earning as much or, or, or so, logically in my mind. Yeah. So just have that conversation yeah. to say, Babe, I don't, I have an issue with the way this thing or the way money has been handled in here. And cite certain examples. You went out, you bought this, there was no conversation. And from that, you already established. Either you get an apology to go, I never thought you felt like that, or I never knew you felt like that. I'm sorry, I will behave better. And then that way, you know, cool, you're actually making progress. Yeah. Or you actually end up establishing from the conversation how your partner views you, that actually I don't need your permission to do X, Y, and Z. And well, then you have bigger problems. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. understand what I'm saying? Um, and then, nah, I feel uh, you yeah. So real. now, if you get that and you're making progress, then it's a it's great. You know, you you're making progress. So I won't dwell on that too much. But in a case where you then find that actually your partner doesn't view um, you like that, then you ask for reasons or you actually get offered reasons. Well, I don't think you, you're frugal or I think you're too conservative with the way you spend money or I just don't trust the way you... And then you start dealing with the issue. So for me, the first start is always find out the root cause of that behavior. Is it, a, is it the way your partner views you? Or is it just really something that's flimsy? Or, you know, it, it wasn't a thought. And I'll give a practical example. Um, you know, we got married. We already spoke about finances prior to the marriage. But, you know, and, you know, yeah. um, with, with Coqueto, we, what we didn't do is we didn't have a joint account. So I'll get paid, I'll get paid my salary or in an income and the money is in there. I would do everything that needed to be done, pay for the household, uh, because we actually, what we did is we did a split, you know, you earn more. So we did a, 
60-40 split. You earn more, you're the, you're, head of, yeah. you're the head of the house. It's, it's, you know, it's rational that, or it's logical that you would, you should handle more of the responsibilities. And I had no problem with that. Um, yeah. I'd go and we'll split, we'll split the, the bills, you know, and all of the responsibilities, the, the financial expenses of the house. And I'll pay it. Whatever was left, I would end up spending because I thought, well, I've handled my business as a man. You know, now this is just extra income. Why, you know, I could spend it the way I want it. And that did not sit well with Coqueto because, you know, she, she just had a sense of, you know, I should know what you're using your money for. You know, we have goals, we have dreams, you know, we, there are other yeah. things that we need to do outside of the expenses. Or also, do you, forget to say to me, do you know whether or not my salary is enough to handle my, her personal expenses? You know, at that point, I'm just like, uh, 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 <laughs> but you know, I always wanted to say, but they're your expenses. But no, they're yeah. not, they're ours. Her hair oh. is my expense. Her oh. Car is my everything <laughs> in this house. I'm the head of the house. My expense already. Can you see that there was a, you know, it started a conversation that brought about a mind shift, and so we started yeah. handling differently. The reverse could have been the case. We could get so thought, well, TJ is trying to pull me down. He's not even taking care of business. You know, that time I just thought, you know, we already had this discussion. I'm taking care of all of the expenses in the house. You know, what more do you want me to do? And so we we took a different way approach to doing it. We started talking about holidays, what schools the children should go to. Should we be investing? What is the household joint um, residual income after everything is paid? You know, and that's that's the true yeah. approach to money. And and it goes to Andrew's point. You have to over communicate this. There cannot be assumptions about anything. You are not, we are not the same people. We were born differently. We were raised differently. We have seen our parents handle money differently. Everyone brings in their viewpoint on money into the marriage. And if you don't have a common understanding of where we are going, there will be problems. Yep. Nah, I, I definitely feel what you guys are saying. And even with me, I think that would be my advice as well. Communication, uh, equal sacrifice, equal teamwork you know, regardless of who, who earns more. But you know what, in closing, guys, you know, just to round it up, I think I, I want to ask a very uh, naughty <laughs> question if I can. <laughs> My network is <laughs> starting TJ, to go. TJ, <laughs> <laughs> TJ, TJ was talking and alluding to it. Um, do you guys feel there should be full transparency and honesty with regards to how much you earn and what debts you have when getting into a relationship or marriage. And what I mean by this is that, again, you know, assume you're working. Well, we're all working, but assume you had like a very great year, TJ. Like, I mean, a rocking year. And your boss decides, TJ, well done. Here's a bonus of 500K. But your wife knew, your wife doesn't know that this is coming. Right, she knows maybe she knows how much you earn or whatever it is, but she has no idea, you know, that you're getting a bonus. Andrew, TJ, do you guys disclose such information? <laughs> or on the on the flip side, on the flip side, you go now it's Black Friday, you go and get that 65 inch TV, <laughs> and you go swipe the credit card that puts you 
in minus forty thousand rands. But you know you got a you know you got a plan on how to pay it back. But you made the purchase not telling your wife. Do you disclose such information? Like, yeah. Let me let me hear your thoughts. I'm curious. I think I went the last time. So Andrew, you're, you're up. I was just about to say, yo, TJ, take this one. <laughs> that dude. You know what, right? Okay, so if it's before, full disclosure, man, like you can't get into marriage with uh, the one party not knowing exactly what you owe uh, or, you know, your, your situation. And you, you kind yeah, of like, yeah, yeah. nah, that's, that's not right, right? So you have to disclose. Yeah. And then in the marriage, the moment you're married, there's no mind, there's no mind. That's it, it's done. So if, if you're yeah, going to make, yeah. if, if, when you get paid, I don't know, you have things on the side, you have to, at least in my, that's that's what I think, right? You have to disclose, right? If you're in it mm. for the right reasons and you really, like TJ was saying, that there's no... It's 500K. It doesn't bro. matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's no malicious intent, right? For me, the way I see it, practically speaking, right? A marriage is an organization, right? So you have financial yeah. statements, yeah. you have whatever, you have to be audited, <laughs> That's it. There's, 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 there's no other way. So if you're getting that 500k thing bonus at the same time in your marriage, you're going to split bonus, right? Yeah. So and, and, you know, Andrew, I actually want to take it there and retire. It sounds like you got a 500k that yeah, you know. I'm hey, wondering now. <laughs> sounds very specific. <laughs> okay. All right. Whatever happens after this conversation. Hey, man. Let's let's take it offline, yeah, like I, you I say. Hope, I hope this is the episode. I hope this is the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. No, no, but but for real, man. Like, I think I believe that. Um, I think just for just just for freedom as well, right? So obviously, whatever money comes in is is for is for all of you, right? It's for us as a couple, right? Yeah. Um, but I always believe that uh, there should always be that pocket. Not, not in secret, right? Where you agree, um, this, the, okay, this is what you can you, you can spend on. Like, uh, like TJ, I think TJ mentioned something about uh, all your income after everything has been paid, right? Then from there, obviously, yeah. you kind of divide. Okay, cool. Um, you know, I don't know, pocket money or, or call it whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah. For you, right? I feel yeah. like um, there should be then that freedom from that pocket money. If I want to go buy a PlayStation Five. I want to go buy a PlayStation 5. If I want to upgrade my car, then, you know, I do that because I'm not affecting um, whatever it is that we have as, as a thing. So like, yes, it's this pocket. I feel yeah. like it gives, it gives you better kind of, um, there's just freedom. Whether you want to surprise someone, you want to do whatever, there's just that element. Um, at least that's, that's what I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it sounds I think for me it's a you know finances are the reflection or the, the outcome but I think that everything else has deeper roots than that you know you not declaring yeah. or someone not declaring that they've earned income goes back to either a control issue that Andrew alluded to or a trust issue which I spoke about earlier. 
that you don't oh. trust your partner yeah. enough to ever side with you or align with you with what you want to do with the money. Therefore, you choose to hide it. Then yeah. it's a bigger issue. Mm. That's a deep you point. Know, then that's yeah. a bigger issue than the actual manifestation. That's the right word of what you, you what you do. So if I earn 500k, I have no reason to hide it. You oh. know, from from the home mm. because um, it's it. You know, even if I wanted to go on a holiday, then I should be able. I should be comfortable enough to bring it up with my wife to say, "This is what I want to use the money for." You know, it's almost like people's yeah. partners are scared of saying no, or yeah. hearing or not not saying no, hearing no, oh. or hearing mm, well, mm. I don't agree with that. But that's marriage. You know, that's where you should be comfortable enough to have the communication. So yeah, the longer shot of it is, yeah, I would definitely bring it home. In fact, as a matter of fact, Coquito is, I earn more from a, you know, salary point of view, but Coquito is an entrepreneur and, and you know, she she runs companies. So that means that mm. her take, you know, her, her fixed salary, right, is less than mine, but she has access to funds. She can make decisions you know, with funding that she wants to, meaning that she can actually outspend me or out-earn me, oh. you know, mm. that, you know, and, and if she's comfortable enough to, you know, as a fact, the fact that she's comfortable enough for me to know that, and, you know, I'm comfortable enough to know what I'm earning, means that we, we've got a good basis for conversation. You yeah. know, um, so yeah, I, I don't see a world where I would earn even 10 million rand and not bring it, bring it home. I think the, another point is that you guys need to be aligned, you know, with where you are going. Um, and, and, yeah. where, and, and why that is so important is I, I can't think of off the top of my mind anything that I would want to use money for that I can't tell Koketu about. Oh, you know, right. you know. Say, I want to buy a new car, or I want to, you know, send money to the parents, or buy my sister, you know, my little sister or my older sister something, or I just want to buy something in general. I mean, those are the the, the you accept then you're playing a funny game where you've got a baby mama <laughs> outside or a couple of. Then it sounds <laughs> like okay, but practical reasons why I would not want to bring money home, I can't think of. Um, yeah. You know, other reasons that are less malicious than having another family out there is you want to have a fallback fund, which goes back to the fact that you don't trust your partner's use of money or you feel like there's a reason to have a fallback fund because it's the fallback or emergency fund is not the problem. It's the fact that you don't want your partner to know about it. Then that yeah. is the deeper problem. You yeah. understand? Yeah. So a lot of financial impropriety, a lot of financial infidelity, um, tired to the word that you used, um, is it's a deeper issue than money. That, in my opinion, that's how mm -hmm. I see it. Mm -hmm. It's a trust issue, control issue, um, a you know the way I view you, um, my opinion, how you use money issue. It is just deeper problems than just the money. The, the, the actions that are taken are, are really a manifestation of bigger problems in relationship or marriage, which need to be sorted out. Yeah. 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 
So with that said, I guess I gotta show the farm. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I'm I'm, I'm joking. I'm I'm always I'm always transparent with my wife about finances. But I definitely agree with you guys, and I think I like the point that you raised, CJ. Is that, um, you know, it actually reflects your character. It it, it highlights what's that what's that saying? Money, money, money what? brings out the best or worst money, in people. No, yes, no. Money, money shows me who yeah. you really are. Yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. Like you know, like you're not gonna change just because you have money. Like your real character comes out now that yeah, you do yeah, have yeah. money. But um, yeah, to the point that you made, like if you find yourself in a situation where you know you're having to, you know, hide certain you know income that you're receiving, or you find yourself in a position where you're not being fully transparent. Um, even about, you know, we were obviously t- alluding to good things like, you know, bonuses and stuff, but even, you know, vulnerable things like debt or, you know, like black tax, whatever it is. If you find yourself in a position where you can't share that kind of information with your partner, it just alludes to the fact that maybe there is a deeper problem that you guys need to solve. And my, you know, advice would be get onto that and try and solve that asap before it becomes a problem but yeah man andrew tj thank you guys so much i mean we could go on for days but yeah man thank you guys for for coming on and blessing us with the wisdom too. thanks a lot man thanks for having us awesome thanks thanks yeah. Kaya, for having me and uh, andrew thanks for your very great engagement and so much from the yeah. conversation So unfortunately, that's all we have time for today, folks. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Brotherly Gist. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a comment in the comment section below, give the podcast a good rating, and share it with your friends on social media. Join me next time for another exciting topic and discussion. But until then, take care and God bless.